Welcome to the Old Galway Diary podcast. Each week, Tom Kenny and I, Ronnie O'Gorman, write a column in the Galway Advertiser. Before it goes to press, we contact each other and share what is filling the page that particular week. This podcast is that conversation. And I would add, we enjoy talking to you and would appreciate if you would give us a rate and review on the Apple Podcast app. Good morning, Tom. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm not it's a beautiful bad. morning in Barna. Well, the sun isn't shining, but it isn't raining either. So, Yeah, same here in Well, It's not too bad. Good start to the day. Yep, yep. So this week, this week Ben, I we're kind of into <clears throat> back to school time. Yeah. So I thought yeah. let's let's focus on one of the city schools, and so this week it's St Patrick's National School oh, in yeah. Bridge Street, <clears throat> uh, and it is a Patrician Brother uh, school. They came the f- the first Patrician Brothers who came to Galway arrived in eighteen twenty seven in January a brother Paul O'Connor and James Walsh. And they took up residence in Lombard Street <clears throat> and their setup became known as the Monastery School. The attendance on the very first day was 300 boys. So wow. there was a stark need for education straight away. Yeah. <clears throat> now, a lot of these had no interest in learning simply because of poverty and because they were hungry. So yeah. the brothers quickly set up a what they called the Poor Boys Breakfast Institute in 1830. And <clears throat> this continued seven days a week, 365 days a year for many, many, many years, after long after the founders had uh, died, in fact, as well. Yeah. Their breakfast, <coughs> excuse me, their breakfast consisted of porridge and molasses or treacle and uh but during the famine, a thousand boys every day they fed. A thousand boys. Just think of that. It's <clears throat> yeah. a huge crowd. So the old man, as it was known locally, it became a very vital cog in education in Galway because these young boys were encouraged to come to school now because of the food and how much it helped their diet. Anyway, in 1862, the brothers took over a house on Lunds Island and this they converted, they changed it into a school uh, which provided national as well as secondary education. So the idea of setting up a second national school just goes to show how uh, important and lacking education was in many areas in Galway, really, yeah. at the time. But some of the funds for this um, seminary, middle-class seminary, as they called it, were provided by the bishop. <clears throat> and so... The two schools became known locally as the Bish and the Sem. The Bish was the for the bishop's school. That was St. Joseph's. The Sem was, in fact, the national school there. Now, in Unbridge Street, there was a huge building complex called the Shambles Barracks. <clears throat> this was a British army, uh, and they'd been there for a very long, long time. Uh, but it was uh, in nine. 19- uh, it was purchased eventually when the British Army left by a Father Peter Dooley. He was the parish priest of St. Patrick's. Uh, 
it was functioned as a tenement for quite a while. And then <clears throat> between 1952, starting in 1952, it was locked. It was demolished and St. Patrick's School was built on this site. James Stewart, the um, the builders from Lower Salt Hill, they were the builders. And it, the total cost was £120,000. So on February the 1st, 1954, it was blessed by the papal nuncio and the Minister for Education actually officially opened it. And uh, a couple of weeks later, they, <clears throat> this must have been very interesting. The boys from both national schools, the Mon and the Sem, they marched uh, into their magnificent new St. Patrick's School. Uh, it must have been wonderful to see, and it must have been very liberating for these young fellows as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because they were coming from, well, the, at the Mon, they were leaving a very old building, which was uncomfortable and dusty, drafty, dreadful toilets, you know, a tiny yard, which uh, couldn't accommodate anything like all the pupils they had. And yet, you know, yet they were given a good education. And in term, not just in terms of bookwork, but in terms of life as well. Uh, <clears throat> the Nuns Island boys, they hadn't been in conditions quite as bad as the man, but uh, they were, it was primitive enough at the same time. So what a contrast it was when they marched into the, their new school that morning, a huge yard, huge hall, Lots of windows, you know, shiny timber tiled corridors, long blackboards running along the length of a wall, radiators, rows of radiators. Imagine the <laughs> luxury they must have been. Yeah. <laughs> Pristine toilets, cloakrooms. I mean, all of this fantastic. Um, and there were 20 teachers there and 941 boys. I mean, it was immediately a very big school. And, um, you know, a major, obviously, uh, source of education in Galway. There were about 50, well, I can't remember the exact number of brothers, but there were three uh, lay teachers uh, involved as well from the very beginning. Cyril O'Mahony, Connie O'Donoghue and Ned Carroll. So the school had very quickly settled into educating and giving a sound education. But they also in, very quickly became involved in extracurricular activities. So they involved the boys in lots of sports, hurling and football and swimming, athletics, drama and music were very important in this school. And so a lot of these earliest pupils would have <clears throat> had to stay on long after school hours practicing singing with Brother Cuthbert especially playing chance. They, they actually appeared on Radio Erden and a disc was made of some of their music. And of course, in 1963, famously uh, a choir from the school sang from, for President Kennedy in Air Square. Brothers Aidan and Francis and Luke, they directed plays and choral recitations. Choral recitations. They must have been very finely tuned, these guys, to yeah. do recitations as a choir. Yeah. And Brother Morris uh, got a gang to prepare the stage for these occasions. 
they were also fortunate in that Jimmy Cranny taught swimming to them. And uh, they were very successful <clears throat> on the sports pitches and on the stage uh, because they brought home an awful lot of trophies, drama for singing, for hurling, for football, and, you know, a whole lot of different and continue to do so to this day. And happily, it still thrives. I think it's wonderful. It's wonderful when you're passing, you know, in the middle of the week to see several hundred boys running around the yard and playing and playing handball or hurling or whatever they're at. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's very exciting, I think. And it's a real good, healthy sign for the future of this city. And it's not just boys now, isn't that right? No, I, I was just about to say, yeah, sorry, in fact, yeah. the recent thing is, <clears throat> well, there have been two major changes in the recent past, Ben. The first one is that there are many nationalities in there now. Uh, yeah. it, it used to be all Irish, obviously, uh, but not no longer. And the second is that it is now co-educational, uh, which is a huge change for that yeah. school. Uh, but they're coming up to... 70 years in uh, there, St. Pat's next year. It's a major anniversary for them. I know they have done uh, a wonderful book for, I think it was their 50th anniversary, and maybe another one will come up, an updated version. But the first one was very good. It has, it's a school with a lot of achievement, a huge number of very successful pupils, but I think <clears throat> For the most important thing is that it is simply educated and very well educated. Thousands and thousands and thousands of Galway young people. So this year, week, sorry, I am using two teams yeah. or two photographs of groups. The first is of a, a hurling team. They were the inter-primary schools champions for 1958. Mm -hmm. And there are some well-known sports people involved in this. And the second is of a choral speaking group. This is from about 1955. This is a large group that competed uh, in um, a lot of competitions and won them as well. So uh, it, James Casserly was the man who put together the, the initial history of, I, I have no idea what, and I don't want to preempt what the school might do for their 70th anniversary. Yeah. But it is yeah. a very notable achievement and, it just goes to show for how long and for how much the Patrician brothers have made such a significant uh, change to education in Galway. Yeah, absolutely. What an influence they've had. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very, very influential. Yeah. yeah. There aren't that many brothers there anymore, but their whole ethos lives on, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, excellent. So that is me for this week. Great. Well, that's... And, that's... Uh, <clears throat> Now I have to turn my face to next week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, anyway. We'll, we'll see what you come up with. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's All right, Ben. Thanks very much. I'll talk to you next week. Next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah.